everybody. This is Maria Pesson, founder of For Women Over 50. And we are a podcast that interviews lovely women over 50 who are doing really amazing things in their lives, who have things that they can share with us to help have our lives be as good as they can be. And today I'm introducing you to Julie Braun, super Julie Braun, I should say, of Super Purposes. She is the CEO and founder of a company that is helping women find careers, jobs, and their next steps in their lives. So Julie, you're on. Tell Thank us about you. It. Thank you. Um, so excited to be here today. I'm just thinking about uh, all of the people who are over 50, when you talk about over 50, and there's so many people who are trying to find the purpose of why they're here. Why are they working in a job that, that maybe they hate? Or why are they lost after, you know, maybe a divorce or their children go off to school or go off to their lives and they're feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do next. And I understand these feelings because I used to be that person. And it is a- um, You've had an amazing career. Thank you. Yeah, you also know- Also from the fashion industry as am I. Yeah, so um, I, I, I've worked in entertainment, fashion, you know, retail, um, and I've worked for some really big companies. Um, but I have to say, you know, the second half of my life has been so much more interesting. Oh, I mean, when I look That's back, weird. yeah, you know, when I look back, I think, wow, I really, you know, I was kind of top of my game. I was making a ton of money. I was flying around in, in private jets. I was, private jets. yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I used to work for the limited back in the day, Victoria's Secret. I did a those. lot of business with Victoria's Secret once upon a time. Yeah. So we probably crossed paths, but I remember, you know, we had all the private jets and we used to go off to Europe for, you know, uh, to see what the trends were. Um, and I just, you know, all of that sounds glamorous and wonderful and spectacular, but the reality is my life is so much more interesting now on That's the other terrific. side of that. That's so terrific. So there's life after 50, right? There is. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. And we have a problem as Americans. I was talking to somebody recently and I said, as Americans, we have a problem where we try to keep children in school for as long as possible, like go to school, go to college, get a, you know, get a, a, a master's, get a PhD, stay in school, stay in school, stay in school, which really isn't my belief, the good thing to do. We should actually get people into work, into their passion, into their purpose, into taking what they've learned in school and apply it to life, to solving problems. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have putting people at 60, what is it? 60, when are people supposed 65. to retire? 65, 65, you're going to retire. I mean, that is when we have reached 
our mastery. That is when at 65, we are at our supreme wisdom. And we're telling people to retire or go to the old folks home or go golfing every day. I read I mean, something I, recently, an article about women over 50 and um, a gentleman who lived to, he was like 115. He was a longevity expert. And he said that he worked 18 hour days because he, he has since passed. He lived a long time, but he worked 18 hours a day doing charity work because he really believed that made a difference in how healthy he was. Oh my gosh. And I share that thought. I share the thought that when we start thinking that we are no longer important or a viable piece of the fabric of society, we are one foot in the grave and a dirt nap is coming soon. <laughs> dirt nap. Did you make that up? <laughs> I picked it up somewhere. I say it I often heard that before <laughs> I say it often. I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be your friend until I take a dirt nap. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell us about your firm and, and what you do, because it really does marry to your beliefs because you help women figure out what they're going to do next. We do. We, we help people all walks of life, but I have a special place in my heart for people over 50 because I'm 58. And I have a client right now who she is in her late fifties. She's recently going through a divorce. She's worried about where she's going to live. She's concerned about uh, what she's going to do next. And she is such an accomplished human being. I mean, she speaks Italian fluently. She was, uh, she knows how to translate both in written word and uh, verbally. She worked at the UN. Um, she has just got such a fantastic background. But in working with her, I'm probably on my third week working with her. She is like a timid rabbit. She seems to be so fearful and lack of confidence and certainty about her life. And I can empathize with these feelings because I have had these feelings before. And I think, you know, who hasn't, um, unless you're completely sociopathic, you have at some point in your life said, I'm not sure if I'm good or capable or whatever, but we're working right now at the very, very base level of her just filling her bank account. And I always tell people that before you can start thinking about your bigger purpose in your career and all of that, you need to make sure that you have money in the bank, that you can you have housing security, you've got food, all of that kind of stuff. So that's what we're working on right now. And she's going to make her first goal, which is getting $1,000. That's her first goal. Good and she's going to be there this week. And is she working or she's unemployed? 
Well, she's, she's doing some part-time administrative work, um, which I think is fine because mm -hmm. she's getting paid from that job and she's making some money, but I wanted her to go and hustle and go get an, a second and a third and a fourth client. And so we put her on Upwork and she's starting to get those bigger paying jobs, making a bigger hourly rate doing bigger deals. And this is building her confidence. It's going to build her bank account. And once, when she gets employees through them, pardon me, I've gotten several employees through Upwork. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so you're coming from the other side of the equation of the people who hire someone. Mm -hmm. So what has that been like? I've gotten very lucky. It used to be called Elance when I first started with them. I've yeah. gotten great assistance. I have an assistant now that's been with me eight years that I got from there. That is fantastic. And she lives in Colorado and I'm in New York. Yeah. So people Actually, can work from anywhere. Yeah. That's the great thing about it. Yeah. So um, once when she reaches the next financial goal, then we will start working on, okay, what do you want to do? What makes your heart sing? What gives you, what will make you feel like your uh, work gives you meaning? What do you think is your calling? What is your magnificent obsession? You know, I was reading The Alchemist, which I pick up that book every couple of days or a week will go by and I'll, you know, open, crack it open and just read one page. And I remember in that book, there's a personal legend that we all have our own personal legend. Mm. And there's something about 50 years old where we start wondering, well, what is mine? So I just love working with the group of people who you um, do this podcast for. I really, really, really appreciate the work that you're doing, Marie. It is amazing. Thank you very much. So tell us how your business um, could help them. What are the things that you suggest for someone who's finding their way after 50? Maybe they've had a career and they're burnt out or they were mm -hmm. stay-at-home moms and now they don't know what to do with themselves. Mm -hmm. Or they just not even sure if they want to retire. Maybe they want to retire, but they're not sure. What are the things that they can get from your business? Yeah, so we have online courses where we take people through all the steps from, it, it's actually over 12 weeks. But if people want to do it faster, they can. We've certainly had people who've come through our online course and within, uh, I think the record is probably eight days. Within eight days, they've gotten the job that they wanted. That, that was kind crazy. of, yeah, that was kind of fast. Um, I'm thinking of one particular woman. She had been out of work for five years. She was a military spouse. Mm -hmm. And she would... Every time that they would move somewhere, she would have to quit her job. She would, you know, she was always underemployed because what she went to school for in the towns that she moved to, there really wasn't the kind of job for the work that she was doing. It was coding. 
And you would think coding and developers, they make a lot of money. You would think that she would be able to get a job anywhere doing it remotely, but she just wasn't dialed into that thinking. Um, and so when we started to work together, she just needed a few little tweaks. And by day 22, she got her first job offer in five years. Wow. And by day, yeah, day 28, she got her second job offer. Wow. And she was like, why did it take me five years? And I said, it's just because you didn't know the recipe. Mm -hmm. So what we have is the recipe of just like baking a cupcake, you know, how much sugar, how much flour, how much egg, how much, how long do you wait? Do you, when do you turn on the oven? Uh, you know, how do you start, you know, what do you want this flavor to be? You know, there's all these steps and there's all this preparation and a career is just like that too there are steps and there's certain things that you do at a certain time. And when people get stuck, the first thing I ask them to do is to start writing down all the things they love. Fill a journal, fill a page, just start with the page, just start with one line. What are all the things you love? What are all the things that you care about? What are all the things that you're like, oh my gosh, that makes my, that makes my blood pump into my heart. And when you start seeing things that bubble up over and over and over again, and you might start putting stars or hearts next to the things that you've written down, then you're starting to tap into the things that have meaning to you. And I think when you have a purpose-filled career, your entire life will change. Of course, how could it not? I mean, you have a purpose-filled career. You're doing this podcast. You're serving, you're serving a community of people who need you, who need what you are bringing to them. What got you to that? What was the thing that one day you said, I'm gonna do this? What was do that, Marie? Know? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm super curious. Well, I um, ran into a midlife crisis, I guess you would call it. I was 57 years old and I had lost my job. I had a very successful career, I'd been running businesses, launching and running businesses, and I was very successful, but at, I lost, I took a job. You know, when you know that it's not going to be right and you take it anyway. Yeah. It wasn't right and it didn't work out. And I thought, oh, now at this age, I'm going to be jumped. It happened to me twice, two jobs in a row. Mm. And the two jobs, like one year, where I was used to working 17 years at a company, six years at a company. This was, a, they were very short lived. And I thought, am I going to be one of those people that now float from job to job and doesn't have any meaning? And I thought, so I was impressed about that and I wasn't prepared to retire. I wasn't financially ready to do it. I had health issues that were coming up. Um, I had really bad knees and I had to get knee surgery. And then I got Parkinson's. I gained a ton of weight. I got to most of my life, I was like 125 pounds and even after babies. And then I hit this like late fifties, when I went through menopause, I gained, I went up to 211 pounds was my top. 
Oh my goodness. So I had health issues, financial issues. My mother died three days after I lost my job. She was in hospice in my home. She was like almost in a coma. She was so out of it. And my kids were grown. So I was becoming an empty nester. So all these things are happening. And I'm thinking, is the rest of my life downhill? Is this what I have to look forward to? I'm just going to deteriorate till I die. Just wait to die. And I felt like that for a couple of years. Yeah. And then I said to myself, you know, what if I start to ask myself different questions? Instead of saying to myself, is this all there is? What if I said to myself, how can I make this next act my best act? Oh. And then I thought, <laughs> if I feel this way, <laughs> yes. I'm not the only one who feels this way. I bet you there are other women who <gasps> benefit from me exploring this out in the world. And also, it would keep me accountable because I'd have to write about my own experiences. And how could I tell people that I wasn't doing it and then they should listen to me even though I wasn't doing it? Mm. That's how it started. So I have another business called Vibe Consulting, and it's I work with um, people who want to start fashion brands and help them build their businesses. But this is my passion. Even though I do really like the fashion industry and like what I did there and do there, yeah, this is what I'm really passionate about. And I love women. I mean, I just find, you know, when I meet people who say that they don't have women friends, I always wonder about that. Like, I love women friends and I love helping other women. And, you know, women especially, I think are challenged by getting older because they feel they lose, they feel like they're losing their looks. They're not as attractive. Mm -hmm. And so much of their, their um, self-worth is tied into that, which is really sad. It shouldn't be, but it is. So they feel like you know, they've had their children. So that was their big job and they don't do that anymore. And they're not as attractive. A lot of times they're getting divorced so they don't have the significant other. And people just don't take women, oh, they don't take older people seriously to begin with. It's like the last bastion of ism. You know, there's sexism, there's, um, there's people who are against different races. But ageism is something that people think is totally okay. You know, if a comedian makes fun of old people on the stage, they think, oh, how funny, you know, and they trivial, trivially, can I say the word? Trivialize, trivialize. They trivialize. I was going to try and help you, but I'm sure I was going to slaughter it as well. Trivialize. Yes, trivialize, <laughs> you know, the people that are older. And it's not okay. I mean, in my one of the reasons why I was concerned about the fact that I lost my job is I knew people my age were not getting hired. Mm. They wanted to hire young people for jobs. And so that's my story. And what a beautiful story that is. Um, I think one of the things that makes you magical in this is your ability to go to the truth, the vulnerability of all the things that happened. And the journey is never easy. 
the journey is a hard fought, um, what I have found to get to where you are now, where you have, have your business and you've got this passion um, podcast and you're helping people in that. Um, and, and the thing is, you know, it's true. There are so many people that are, we're all kind of in the same place, you know, looking around like, you know, really, is this it? I have found since uh, I've discovered my greater purpose, my, my meaning, my mission, that my life has gotten so much better. It's really gotten so much easier, actually. And it has, uh, now I'm getting hired because of my wisdom. Uh, I no, just- that's what's amazing. Like people want to hire me as a consultant because of my experience, but they don't want to hire me as a worker. It's interesting. Yeah. And I actually, you know what, that that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I think we're going through this. There's going to be a shift, a shift. The pendulum always swings, right? It swings with a vengeance to the right. And then it comes back. Oh, it comes back to the left. And <laughs> it is, you know, I think we're, we're experiencing that. I think women are rising within themselves. I think that women are realizing, oh my gosh, we're a bigger part of the population. I we think women- have a lot of clout. I mean, we do. Um, but there are times when it feels like we absolutely don't. I was, oh, okay. Just between me and you. And the so, audience. And the audience. <laughs> I was- invited into a virtual boardroom for a very big company. I'm not going to mention any names because I signed a confidentiality agreement, but they are a ride share company and they're very, very big. And I get into the Zoom call with Zoom or, you know, WebEx or one of those. And I look around and everybody in the room was either male. Well, they, they were all male. They were all Caucasian with the exception of one person. And they started asking me questions because they wanted to um, talk about a little bit more about diversity, equity, and inclusion. So you were the token woman? Uh, just, for this, just for this one meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason is because I, uh, I, I was involved in, um, uh, California passed a law that half of the boardroom needs to be represented by women. Wow. So that's why they invited me. They invited me for this consultation. So long story short, they started asking me questions and I said, wait a second, guys, before we proceed any further, I have to ask a question. And they all stared at me through that camera, right? And they all had that, they all had that look like, oh crap, here it comes. And I said, why don't you have any women on your board right now? And it was silent. And I said, I I'm not judging you. I'm just asking the question. I'm asking the question, what has impeded you, the progress? of having half of this boardroom 
or even one or two. And where are the people of color? And of course, the founder of the company raised his hand and he said, well, I'm of color because he's, you know, uh, not Caucasian. And I said, well, I just, you know, I think you're asking a question, which is evident just by turning on the, the camera. You're asking me questions that just turning on your camera, you look around the room, you all have to start thinking about how are you going to get people onto your board? They're going to represent, you know, at least, what is it, women are 52% of the population? And you don't even have half of the room represented? People of color? Nobody? I mean, I, I don't know. And of course, you know, they're just, they're young guys. They're like, they, they, they had an idea. They're like fraternity brothers. They, they, you know, this is not, you know, I'm not sliding them. I'm not mad at them. I'm just, you know, this is kind of sort of how I'm thinking. And this is my bias now, of course, showing. And I'm thinking, okay, well, they need some wisdom on this team. So anyway, I think the opportunity for people over 50 is immense. I think the things that we know, the places we've, we've been, whether you have, if you have taken care of children, if you, if you've raised a family and you're like, uh, I'm, you know, now I'm going to go and how am I going to do work? I have to tell you somebody on my team, she's been a stay at home mom for a really long time. And she came and she said, you know, I, I, I don't know if I can do a lot on your team. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you are a professional cat herder. There you go. You were going to be able to organize things in a way that only a stay-at-home mom can. You were going to give coaching and love to teammates who need it when they need it. You were going to be able to give them encouragement and sometimes a kick in the, in the behind when they need that. So the skills that you are bringing from being a stay-at-home mom are things that people would pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for to hire that person. But because you don't have a company on your resume or you don't have, you know, the right education, whatever that is, you've been doing the work. I want you on the team. And I have to tell you, great, she is, right? she, she is the most loved. We have 140 teammates. She is the most loved person. She is the most admired. And when she talks to people, they just adore her. They adore her words that, because her words have got so, they carry so much weight and so much meaning. So for people who were thinking, well, I'm kind of done. You've only just begun. Ooh, that rhymed. I know. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was thinking that sounds like a tagline. <laughs> you came up with a tagline you weren't even intending to. Oh, that's hilarious. Write it down. Yeah. Oh, okay, where's my pen? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to change gears for a second. And um, because we're coming to the end of our show, okay. I'd like to ask you a question that I ask all my guests. Now that you're over 50, I'm yeah. sure that you've developed some superpowers that you didn't have when you were younger. Mm. What would you say your three superpowers are? Oh my goodness. Well, one for sure is grit. 
Wow, uh, that's a good one. No one ever mentioned that before. I love it. Yeah, I really don't give up. I look at the long view of things. I've developed a level of patience that I never thought was possible. I never, ever thought that I could be as patient as I am now. But I, um, I look at the long view and I think that I, uh, I got a really good backhanded compliment from a boss once. He said to me, you're just like a bulldog. The only time you loosen your bite is to get a better grip. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Compliment. That made me laugh and I have never forgotten it. And I always think whenever I'm kind of like, oh, I just want to give up. Then I think, okay, you know what? Tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow you're going to be a fresh bulldog. Let's see how it goes. So I'm pretty tenacious about things. I think another superpower is my ability to see the human and human beings very, very, very fast. It doesn't matter how big they are, how much money they have in their bank accounts, how much celebrity or whatever. Um, I'm able to humanize them super, super, super fast. And that allows me to establish a relationship with them that probably isn't done very often. I'm thinking of, I have a couple celebrity friends and I think how I approached them when I first met them and we were immediately, you know, seeing each other is like flesh and blood and tears and happiness. And because of that, I've been able to, to, to be with people who are CEOs and, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like all of that stuff. I don't get that glossy twinkle, twinkle, you know, unicorn rainbows. When, when I see or meet somebody, I'm kind of like, yeah, they have problems. They have fears. They uh, have tax problems or health issues, or they can't drop the weight. Like I always go to Oprah because I love Oprah. And I think here's a woman who by all intents and purposes has everything, but she is always struggling with her weight. So Oprah and I have a lot in common. <laughs> Tell me that. We do. I get that. <laughs> I can you relate to has all the trainers, dietitians, chefs you want. Right. right. And, and yet, and yet she still struggles with it. She is a human being. So I get to human real fast. And I think the third superpower is I'd love to laugh. So I love to put humor into everything I do. I do realize it's also a survival mechanism for me because as I was growing up, it was the one thing that would get me out of trouble would be my antics. And I still have, you know, I've arrested development as like a 16 year old kid. So I still, you know, kind of bring out my immature humor, my team, I totally crack them up. And then it's sometimes the things that they love me and they adore me for, they despise. They're like, can she ever just get serious for a minute? 
So it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> yeah. Let's get yeah. to the point. I got to get home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's get it done. So those are mine, but I'd love to, I'd love to know Marie. I know we're, we're closing, but what is your number one superpower? I want to know what yours is. What do you think it is? You know, I dreaded that someday somebody would ask me <laughs> what my superpowers are and not for the reason you might think, but because I feel like I have so many. Oh, I love it. I really do. Oh. Believe me, I have a lot of negatives too, but I'm not a perfect human being and I'm not egotistical, but I just feel like there's so many that I have, like which one would be it? Um, I'll tell you the one that comes to mind. As a young person, I was incredibly shy, like painfully shy. Like the person who would go to a party and sit in the corner and not talk kind of person. And over the years, like I totally came out of my shell in my 20s, I started to come out and now I'm not shy at all. I'm the opposite of shy. I'm an extrovert. In fact, my kids keep telling me, stop talking to everybody. You know, you're embarrassing <laughs> us. Stop doing that. So, I think it's my confidence in talking to people and being with people and nobody intimidates me. I love it. I love it. And this just brings me back to your mission and your passion podcast. Um, how wonderful. What a pleasure. You are a pleasure. So tell us, how would people find you? Sure. So go to superpurposes.com and we are there to help. We, if you have zero experience, we can get you started with an internship, which turns into experience, which then turns into a job. We have people who will get into an internship because they have a lack of skill. And in a very, very short amount of time, you know, six months, they are working in a 50, 60, 70, $80,000 a year job that they love over and over and over again. And so, you know, wherever you are, you can't figure out what you want to do. You want to switch careers. Yeah, we're there to help. Well, thank you so much. So what's your website again? Superpurposes.com. It was such a pleasure talking with you. You have such great energy. And I mean, we're doing this visually, even though this is an audio program, everyone you have to see her facial expressions. There's so much <laughs> life in these facial expressions that she has. It's like she's bursting. So really look her up on her website. I think you will um, really enjoy finding out more about her. And thank you, Julie, for being part of this podcast. You are a star. Oh, and thank you. everyone um, go to my Facebook group for women over 50 and join up if you're not already a part of it. Have a great day. And goodbye.